0: But when we think, the thing came apart. We got want got want want
1: All right, couch potatoes. We are here for a fucking fantastic episode, one that I've been looking forward to a very long time. I've got my buddy Carlos from the Be Kind Rewind podcast here with me, and we're gonna talk about 1991. Salute Your Shorts. Carlos, I know that you're excited to talk about this show. But I first want to let you talk a little bit about your show and what you guys do, so that our listeners can kind of get to know you a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. I'm definitely pumped to talk about some salute your shorts. It's been a huge span for years, so getting it, getting able to talk about it multiple times is, is like therapeutic. So thank you for having me on. And and so about me and the show. Um, the Be Kind of Rewind podcast—it's uh, been going for about a year now. We're almost at our one-year anniversary. Uh, it previously had been a YouTube review, a movie review channel, where I did—I was kind of showing myself how to like do editing stuff, software like Premiere Pro and and Photoshop—and then it kind of went into more of a movie uh, news podcast last year, and then. I've always wanted to do just a standard podcast all by itself, so eventually I moved into the Nostalgic Podcast, talking about 80s, 90s, and everything about it, as well as been lucky enough to uh, interview some Nostalgic Celebrities from 80s and 90s movies and TV, uh, just to, I'm going to be that guy, do a couple name drops, Think we're talking about...
1: Name drop it, dude! We're talking about Salute Your Shorts,
0: I had uh, Venus DeMilo Telly from Salute Your Shorts on not too long ago, so she was awesome to have on, hopefully have some more characters, but like Keith Coogan from Don't... Time on baby shit is dead and like richard kind from uh cousin uh cousin andy from Kirby enthusiasm has been he was yeah. awesome so just a few celebrities just uh, on the list so go ahead and check out the podcast a ton of some more we got max slade colt from uh uh, uh three ninjas coming up so uh, ex- oh shut the fuck up excited really? oh yeah just got that confirmed last week oh yeah
1: you do not know my three ninjas love. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Colt is going to be I'm on. Carlos, I'm so excited. Yeah. I, I, oh. I, he popped up out of – he was, hadn't been on Twitter. He's got, a, like, a, a, a small following. And then he kind of came out of nowhere because he's a bunch of imposters. So I was like, let me hit him up real quick. And boom, we got a quick response. So we're good to go on Max Slade for, for, uh, oh my God. for next week. So I'm pumped for that. But, uh, yeah, I uh, like I said, talking everything 80s and 90s topics and nostalgic celebrities episodes every Thursdays. Uh, find it on, like, iTunes and everywhere else so that's pretty much it
1: dude okay so you're probably the first guest that i've had on that is as big a fan of nostalgia as i am so you and i vibe so fucking well like the fact that you're doing salute your shorts people like you're already listing off shows and movies that i am obsessed with um what shows did you grow up on what did you love like from your childhood
0: man let's see how
1: close we are
0: when I start going through the list of things, like looking back what I watched, it's like, oh my God, like, I, hopefully I'm not aging myself too much, but some of these shows, uh, so I have Pee-wee's Playhouse, which everyone <laughs> everyone enjoyed Pee-wee's Playhouse for sure. I remember watching that Saturday mornings, you know, that, that intro you can never forget. Oh, yeah. um, I remember watching Muppet Babies. I like got my babysitters. Yes! Always rock, rock some Muppet Babies. Um, some old school Nickelodeon shows, like You Can't Do That on Television, where this the originator of the slime pour, pouring down on people came from a, a nice Canadian show, Our Friends to the North. Uh, um, I watched a lot of real Ghostbusters cartoons because, of nice. course, I was a Ghostbusters kid. I had my proton pack and everything, so that was one of them. Um, other shows, it's kind of like The Wonder Years, Simpsons, uh, Friends. Uh, I watched with my mom and sister, and we talked about it when you were guests on my podcast. I rocked the shit out of Nick at Night, like I Love Lucy, yes. Dick Van Dyke, Bewitch, like F Troop, all those old school like 50s and 60s shows. I don't know what it was. They just caught my attention as like a so an good. 8 to 10-year-old. Yeah, I loved them. And so Dude, those are some of the shows i watch for sure.
1: You are so my male counterpart. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Oh, my God. I'm, and so, like, I watched your shorts back when I was a kid because I used to go to the babysitter's house during the summertime. She'd plop us in front of the TV and it would be Nickelodeon, like, all fucking mm-hmm. day. And the only show I couldn't stand watching was David the Gnome when it would come on, because that was terrible. Oh my god, that
0: was one one of my, just because the intro, I think it was the intro that really got me. The show was a little slow and boring at times, but the intro is a a memorable theme for sure.
1: Oh yeah, but then Stick Stickly and Face would be introducing the different shows, Muppet Babies, like you said, when it would come on. Like, oh my god, yes, that's the kind of stuff that takes me back. What shows do you currently enjoy watching, just so we can kind of get a perspective of where you're at now?
0: Yeah, I, um i was late to the game of thrones uh, train you know it took until like i think season six was out i was like you know what look at my wife i was like i think we gotta we gotta do this we we tried watching the first few episodes we were slow it took us a little bit we went back we got right into it and we didn't stop we just like mowed through the whole like the whole all caught up to every season so game of thrones is definitely one that i've been enjoying lately uh i've been enjoying uh what else was it advice principles on hbo uh, with Danny oh, McBride, seen that. yeah, it's a it's a one of those uh, like weird comedy shows. That, like, that are co- yeah, yeah, it's just a different take on how like, comedy can be presented, especially on HBO. They let you take all kinds of risks. And then uh, another one that I'm watching right now, uh, oh, was uh, Last Man on Earth. Okay. Um uh World has ended, apocalypsing Different people, like famous people, pop in and out of the show, like as like survivors in the world. So it's crazy. I like watching that show. And there's there's definitely more than a few, but those are my favorite ones I've been watching lately.
1: Okay, all right. Um, I did actually post a listener question, which is the first one that I've done in a while. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask, and I asked this earlier today, so not as many responses, but we still got twelve people that responded. Um. What's your favorite 90s live action Nickelodeon show from back in the day? Do you want to answer first or do you want to hear some of the responses first?
0: Let's hear some of those responses. I got to think of that one.
1: Okay. So my favorite, of course I answered because I'm a big dork. My favorite's Clarissa Explains It All. That show is so fucking 90s I can't even handle it. Like, <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> She had the annoying little brother, Ferguson, the dorky parents, the best friend, Sam, that would climb up through the window, and she had, like, just this crazy imagination. She was so cool. I loved Clarissa. Nah, um,
0: nah, 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 nah. Nah, Oh, yeah. Just
1: do it. Uh, Brian O'Kurt, and then also Chris Braden from More Gooder Than Both Said Hey Dude, which, if I'm not mistaken, that aired back-to-back with Salute Your Shorts, did it not? I or think is that just in my area? No,
0: no, no. I think you're right.
1: It's like the best hour of Nickelodeon TV. You know it. Um... Let's see, Dan from Netflix and Swill, he likes Pete and Pete. The only thing I remembered from that show was that the little brother had the tattoo of the woman on his forearm that he would make dance. Do Petun- you remember that? Petunia. Holy shit, look at you, son. <laughs> yes. Um. John from Now and Technicolor Podcast said, salute your shorts, especially Zeke the Plumber. Uh, I actually kind of equated Zeke the Plumber to like a G-rated Freddy Krueger because he, he would in, like haunt your dreams.
0: He actually scared Is me more not? than Freddy Krueger at that time. So, yes, I agree. <laughs>
1: Abigail Tyson said, Are You Afraid of the Dark? That show freaked me the fuck out. Like, no lie. I had nightmares from that show.
0: Oh, that intro is is creepy enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, IAD Podcast uh, Presents said that they wanted to be on Guts so badly. That and um Wild and Crazy Kids was another one that was oh,
0: great. Oh, that, that, honestly, that was probably going to be my answer. Is Wild and Crazy Kids.
1: <laughs> Wild and Crazy Kids looked like so much fun. Fuck yeah. Gravity Beard said, Double Dare. He actually had a classmate of his that appeared on the show the slice of sci-fi said the tomorrow people. I do not remember the tomorrow people. Do you?
0: Oh man, this was like my white whale for the longest time. I I remember the show vaguely and I could never like t- explain it enough to anybody to like get them to figure it out, but it was like at this English show or Canadian show where these kids like had telepathic powers and they were like transfer themselves like to each other or to different places and i don't know i don't remember being a great show i just remember it being on like it was like, always on in that weird time on sundays when like no kids were watching tv kind of a thing yeah but uh yeah it was that's that show was totally like in my mind but i couldn't remember the name of it for the longest time so hearing that like totally just jiggers everything
1: yeah oh the secret world of alex Mack was another sci-fi show that was on Nickelodeon. oh yeah i had
0: a Good old crush on Alex Mack.
1: How did you not? She was gorgeous. <laughs> and she mm-hmm. could turn into the T-1000 goop. So she's pretty cool.
0: I always thought it was that or the, uh, um, the Capri Sun. I <laughs> like, she turned the Capri Sun or is that the T-1000?
1: It's a combination of both. So what are you going to go with with your favorite live action 90s Nickelodeon show?
0: Well, everyone, there the been great choices so far, so I, I don't want to do a second one to uh, name, name one again, so I'm going to go with one I definitely remember watching, my cousins and I used to watch this all the time, was My Brother and Me. Do you remember that show?
1: Vaguely. Damn.
0: That they had goo it's like the it was the two black brothers um the whole family it's just like a, a nice wholesome one they uh, two brothers and the friend goo they had a sister i forgot her name and uh, it was just like uh, alfie and goo and a, a Didi. i think was the little brother's name and i remember like episodes like they would have like like sports uh, nba players on like kendall gill which no one would even know who the hell that is now <laughs> but at the point at that time you're like kendall gill Damn. and uh, yeah and i remembered like It stuck in my mind because it was a Sunday show. They never showed it on any other days, I feel like. It was always like, I liked watching the show, but I knew when I watched it, that's as a kid that's when your weekend is you know it's kind of ending Aww. like i gotta go to school tomorrow or the night i gotta go home for my friends or my cousin's house here in a little bit and you know do homework and get ready for for bed kind of a thing so i loved it but it also had that ah oh, this is the end of the weekend type of <laughs> situation but it always had a special place in my heart so my brother and me definitely
1: excellent that's an awesome call well, on that note, we're going to take a brief pause and when we get back, we're going to take a look back at 1991 and delve into our Salute Your Shorts retrospective. Yeah, we'll call it a retrospective. That sounds super fancy for what it is we do. It does. Boom. All right, stay tuned. Alright guys, it is time to take a look back at 1991. Not only is it the year of Salute Your Shorts and Camp Anawana awesomeness, but we also had some other fantastic things that happened that year. So, this is going to take you back, Carlos. You ready for your nostalgia?
0: First grade Carlos is totally ready.
1: Oh my god. Alright, so the other popular shows on TV that year were Home Improvement, which is fucking awesome. Of, Of course. Fresh Prince, Murphy Brown, Designing Women... Major Dad, Darkwing Duck, Coach, and Jerry Springer.
0: I remember all of those shows, especially Murphy Brown and right? Designer Women. I, my mom would rock that shit like nobody's business. I
1: love designing women. I don't know what's it, wrong yeah.
0: with me. I, I mean, my mom would watch, it. I'm like, oh. Then I started watching. I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty good, actually.
1: Oh yeah, they were honestly. I just did an episode on Golden Girls, and that show kind of like. Set the tone, or was the inspiration for a lot of other shows? Designing Women being one of them, Sex and the City Mm -hmm. being another one. But you can definitely see the inspiration kind of flowing through. Like you had the the hoish one, so Blanche, and then um oh what was the one, the kind of the one that like got fat and got skinny again? It was Dixie Carter's sister.
0: Uh, i can't remember i can't remember any other name. names yeah <laughs> oh well But i just definitely remember just that giant open room they had the as their set yeah uh, and then and they had the uh the assistant the guy assistant or what was the I one can't who was from what...
1: the hand that rocks the cradle
0: yes exactly
1: it was anthony anthony <laughs> mm-hmm. god my brain works in mysterious ways how is it that i can remember shit like that but i can't remember anything from the last 17 years
0: well, good old Craig T. Nelson and Coach is not a not a bad show as well. Nah. Definitely watch the watch that that was like on TGF rotation. I feel yeah. like for a little bit, like it made it it made its way to super prime time.
1: And Darkwing Duck is one of my favorite like duck inspired TV shows ever. I love oh, Darkwing yeah. Duck. He's so good. Uh, the popular movies that year are fucking fantastic. I dare you not to want to go back and at least watch one of these. So we had Point Break. The T2, Terminator 2 came out that year with the T-1000 we were just talking about.
0: Oh. I am an FBI agent.
1: Yes! Fucking Johnny Utah. I love him. I actually just watched God. that movie for the first time this year.
0: Oh, man, I throw out quotes from that place all the time. I'm like, via Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy?
1: <laughs> fucking Gary Busey is the best fucking buddy cop ever in that movie. Uh,
0: oh U- Utah. Give me two. Give me two. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, those quotes are heavily usable in life, so I, I I'm offended that people don't use it still.
1: I think I'm gonna have to go back and watch Point Break again sometime this week because of this.
0: No, um, it's got it's got some classic stuff in there.
1: What about Bob came out that year? As did Hook, Drop Dead Fred, Boys in the Hood, and Silence of the Lambs.
0: Out of all of those, the weirdest one was Drop Dead Fred. Did you, You've seen that one? Oh, yeah. With the the mud pies and all that good stuff? Yeah. So um, good. Yeah. I remember watching that movie and be like, what the hell am I watching? But I loved it. I, I absolutely loved the movie. Um, What else? You said Hook came out that year? Yeah. What, what was the Boys other one? Boys in the Hood? Oh, man. Yeah. That was some, some reality checks right there coming yeah. out.
1: Yeah. And then Silence of the Lambe, like was nominated for all the Academy Awards that year because it mm-hmm. was that. The number one song of the year was everything I do I do it for you by Brian Adams I actually fucking hate that song so much
0: it's like a middle school dance song for yeah. sure right yeah I, it, I, um, is it, everything I do I, I do, do it for you, you. Yeah. oh yeah and that's like the ultimate like wedding dance song too
1: um, <laughs> some other fucking songs okay so this song this is embarrassing. Was the audition song for when I was trying out to be a cheerleader in middle school? It was CNC Music Factory, uh, "Gonna Make You Sweat," aka Everybody Dance Now.
0: Oh come! Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> they basically use that as, in every montage from like nineteen eight, nineteen whatever year it ninety one to like ninety seven. Oh yeah, it was used in every montage.
1: Yeah. That was and then good vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch.
0: Oh man, is this was this pre or post uh, Marky Mark going to jail? Mark Wahlberg going to jail?
1: Uh, it was pre going to jail, post the Calvin Klein ad.
0: Okay, yeah. See, we I don't know how, but I remember like more weird things about Mark Wahlberg's life than anybody else. It's... Mark
1: Wahlberg is just one of those guys that every fucking ten years he like reinvents himself in a way that is making him still relevant and still hilarious.
0: Because, yeah, now I think about him as, like, this super calm guy who basically walks around and always has a goddamn water bottle in his hand. That's yeah. pretty much all I can see. And now every time I think of Mark Wahlberg.
1: But Marky Mark the Funky li- Bunch I- is probably the best band name ever.
0: Feeling that vibration.
1: It's such a good vibration. Mm, it's just a sweet, sweet sensation. sensation.
0: Oh, yeah, we got this.
1: Uh, oh, my God. I'm going to have to li- – <laughs> I literally, what I'm going to do is for every fucking – Look back for this whole season. I'm going to make a playlist of all the number 1 hits and just like put it on Spotify and rock out cuz it's going to make Dude, me so happy.
0: Let me know when that list is available. <laughs> I'll be following it.
1: Um the next one was Rush Rush by Paula Abdul. I love Paula Abdul so
0: much. Ooh, yeah. Rush. Yeah. Rush.
1: Hurry, 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 hurry. wait for me? Come for me.
0: Oh yeah. Straight up now tell me is uh, still obviously my favorite. which straight
1: uh, straight and, and to track
0: Oh yeah, was the cat the the cat video? Yeah,
1: Scat Cat, yes,
0: Scat Cat video. I remember that one. That's the only way I remember that video. That's fucking awesome.
1: (laughs) And then Black or White by Michael Jackson was the last one that was big that year.
0: Nice, definitely remember that video being over the top. That was Was that the the introduction
1: of CGI basically with all the transforming faces.
0: Macaulay Culkin and smashing the windshield and shit like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. So. Some big deaths we had this year. Honestly, these these all three of these kind of hurt me in the heart a little bit. So that year we lost Dr. Seuss, Red Fox, which you guys might know from Sanford and Son, and Freddie motherfucking Mercury. Like, that hurt. That was the
0: year AIDS got him.
1: That was the year AIDS got him. God bless him. Um, yeah.
0: Damn.
1: You say you love Pee Wee Herman, so other 91 events. We had Jeffrey Dahmer get arrested. Paul Rubens was caught jerking it in the movie theater. <laughs>
0: I remember, I told it, this is, right, I gotta talk about this. I remember hearing <laughs> about this back in the day and like just like flabbergasted, like seeing it in the newspaper and how like they tarnished him. And then you grow up as an adult and you look back, like he was in a porn theater, jerking what are you off. yes. To do? It's not. It may, may not be ethical in the porn theater, but you should expect it to happen. So they made it seem like he was jerking off like at, at like a PG movie in front of kids or something like that. It's like, <laughs> like come on, man. Like he was jerking
1: off at a uh, New York Minute with the Olsen twins.
0: Yeah. It's like they, they ruined this guy's career over, you know, get someone looking happened to look over and like, that's Pee Wee Herman. He kicked is <laughs> out. And it's like now, like it, it took him, what, like eight to ten years before he was in Dunstan Checks In. It was like the first thing he was in after, after Pee Wee. Oh, so. wow.
1: I love Dunstan Checks In. I- yeah.
0: yeah, he rocked out Dunstan And then I think he was in Blow Oh like well, no, a, like he a was in
1: uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Was that? Nine, no, it was 1992 Oh I think. yeah, he
0: was one of the vampires In the yeah. movie he was Good the one call. that took
1: forever to die. This is like a year after, but this might have been filmed before he was caught beating his it meat. It
0: could have been, but I think it was a it was definitely a slow slow trickle for him to get back oh, in yeah. after being so iconic and huge in the early '90s, and then just to fall off like that. So yeah, when I heard about that, and like most moms and dads were like, "You're not watching this anymore because this happened." You're like, "Oh, I still watch the shit out of the movie." So don't yeah. get me wrong.
1: I mean, leave the guy alone. What guy doesn't yeah. beat his meat? Leave him alone, especially exactly. if you're going to a point. First of all, though, I do have to pass judgment on somebody going to an actual theater to watch porn. I know the internet. Actually, the internet that year. It's pre- let's pre. Let's go ahead right? and talk about this. The internet was made available that year for unrestricted commercial use, and the computers on the internet reached one million. So he could have, but it would have been dial up. It would have taken eight hours to download a picture of anything. So that's, true. that's why he's beaten it in the theater, I guess.
0: To I see mean, you guys maybe. Perspective. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it is. God damn it. Just give the guy a break. (laughs) Just
1: just let him live his life. All right, so now that we've taken our brains back to 1991, remember the kind of place of what was going on, let's talk about Salute Your Shorts. So this is a very short-lived TV show. It's only 26 episodes. It aired from 91 to 93. It is rated an 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. As deserved. I fucking think so, too. Obviously, it aired on Nickelodeon. And the tagline is a group of kids at summer camp form friendships as they spend time harassing the buffoonish camp counselor, Ugly. God damn it. Um, it stars Kirk Bailey as Ugly, Michael Bauer as Donkey Lips, Venus DeMilo, who you know, as Telly Radford, Trevor Eister as Sponge Harris, Heidi Lucas as Dina Alexander, and we'll just leave it at Danny Cooksey as Bobby Buttnick. We do also have ZZ, Zip, and uh, Mr. Pinsky that show up later on, but that's your main cast. So, Carlos, tell me what you love about Salute Your Shorts*.
0: What I love about Salute Your Shorts? Well, I love the fact that, of, of course, as a kid, I grew up in a small town. So seeing other kids go to camp and stay overnight and like do that whole summer thing was like kind of unheard of in our small town. But to see other kids live that, like live vicariously through them, it was awesome to see. It was like, oh, this is what they do at camp. This is how kids interact. And just like... Comparing it to other shows and even shows now, like if you watch Nickelodeon or Disney Channel, the authenticity of like how they interacted was really what like kind of made it relatable. Like it seemed like their situations were situations we as kids would be going through. Like, oh yeah, I'm a little self-conscious about this, or I just lost a bet. I don't have my candy stash anymore. Things that we would legitimately worry about as kids. Absolutely. And so I really like I really liked that they kept those situations super relatable and didn't kind of go over the top or real ridiculous situations that you know only work on tv
1: dude okay so i rewatched this i probably haven't seen this since it aired so it's been a good 25 years since watching this i still relate to these fucking kids i still think it's a realistic situation and i still fucking love it like no
0: we're gonna talk about relatability. when we talk about the episodes i'll get into that but for sure now I i more than ever
1: I love these characters, and I felt like honestly, we usually do a, a round of Mary Bang kill at the end. And not to spoil anything, I'm already I'm still having a hard time deciding who to kill because I love all of them.
0: It took me a hard time to get to that kill for sure. Like,
1: I mean, I feel like I went to school with all these kids. Like, I feel like I know them. I love them. <laughs> so yeah, like you said, I never actually got to go to overnight summer camp. I went to like the YMCA day camp, and so that was kind of like where
0: exactly it, it was day camp. In That's some pretty kind much of it.
1: authenticity, but. I didn't get to do all the stuff that they got to do, and it made me jealous. I wanted to, I mean, it looked like a fucking shitty camp, but it looked like fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they obviously hated being there for whatever, because it was like, you know, run down into their, uh, to their expectations, but to me, I was like, that looks like a fucking ton of fun.
1: Right? I mean, <laughs> they just formed these great friendships, these great bonds, and they really, as much as they hated each other, they were also, like, really kind of interconnected and intertwined and really developed these awesome friendships that you could tell were going to last forever
0: mm-hmm, exactly. and i know that
1: sounds corny as fuck i don't care no but
0: i mean <laughs> the show pulled it off perfectly
1: it did so good oh i love it all right so who are some of your i mean this is a fucking loaded question who are some of your favorite <laughs> characters
0: oh so from my favorite characters um i will start off with uh, michael I always liked Michael because he was like the most chill dude. I kind of like he and I sort of had the same vibe. We're most chill dude. Um, you know, he was already popular. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm popular, but he, you know, got there and he was already popular. And he's like chill dude. The ladies liked him. I was like, man, this guy is awesome. He's just chill. The ladies walk right up to him, um, and just the way he handles situations. Like I said, this more op- opposite from Bobby Budnick, who, who, who actually is one of my favorite other favorite character because he's always scheming. Because me. I always thought I was more clever than the adults, but I, I wasn't. So every time I thought, every time he thinks he's outsmarting Ugh, he really isn't, and it just always backfires in his face every time. So that's basically me at that point. I thought I was scheming and being all smart and clever, but really I was just being an idiot and an asshole at the same time. <laughs> and then uh, another one, my uh, other fair character is Telly. You know, I really I felt like she would be like one of my friends if like we actually knew each other, and it actually felt that way when i got to talk to her in real life but like in the show she's felt the most relatable obviously as a young kid i was into sports and things like that so i was like oh she'd be a cool girl to have as a friend and even if we you know became boyfriend and girlfriend it'd be awesome to have a girl who played sports at the time and that's just how i thought as a kid so i i mean bobby bobby Butnik, michael and telly are are my favorite ones my
1: god you like almost hit all of mine on the head so <laughs> the one I could relate to the most, and this is embarrassing because she's such a stereotype, but Dina Alexander and I would have been best <laughs> fucking friends. I love Dina. Like, she. She does hold a certain level of realness and authenticity, like we talked about before, but. I just, I could relate to her because I was like, she didn't want to, like, I was good at sports, but I didn't want to go get dirty. I didn't want to go play. I wanted to, like, she was like, when they were doing something to like, the boys were going to come into their bunk or whatever and try to steal stuff. She's like, you attract boys your way, I'll attract them my way. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's totally, like, <laughs> Dina and I would have hung out. Like, I would have fucking hung out with this bitch. Like, she's cool as hell. So, Dina, I really liked. Donkey Lips, I thought was really entertaining. um I really like UG. I know you're not yeah. so stupid. I really fucking like UG. Just... I mean, it's,
0: you get older, you relate to Ugg more in his in his uh, his his uh, his issues.
1: Yeah, but like, I mean, Budnick, I I fucking adore. I thought he was really entertaining, really funny. Fucking Michael. The reason I like Michael so much, and this is really short, like stupid, and like a little thing. But in the opening theme song, when they're all singing, and you can tell he just like gives up in the middle of his line. I'm like, <laughs> he's like,
0: "Camp uh, uh. uh It's it's crazy you said that because I like when I saw watched the intros multiple times with him, and I was like, that seems so natural. Like yes. that's just what he would be like.
1: Fuck it, like so, I just I don't want to sing. I sound like shit. I don't want to do this. Like it's such mm-hmm. a real thing, and it just made me really like him so much. I don't
0: exactly. I don't know why, exactly. but then
1: and then Donkey looks like. I sing this theme song way too frequently, but Donkey Lips with this thing came apart and Budnick's. I hope, are, um, it makes me want to fart, two best lines in the entire fucking thing.
0: And oh, Donkey yeah.
1: Lips's part was fucking ad-lib. It was fucking oh, really? Ad-lib. Yeah, I read it in the trivia. It was ad-lib. Nice, it was amazing. nice.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, at one point, I guess, he uh, hits telly, like they're doing, like, as a joke, like at the end of, like, the uh, little chant, uh, think, I don't want to speak, I don't want to live, I don't want to He kind of like bumps her, like with it. I guess they were like fighting, like arguing before the scene was shot. And that was his way of kind of like getting back at her a little bit. So if you watch it, you might see. And I think it's like season two or so, one of the intros, you see him kind of give her a little extra nudge. And I guess they they had had to redo
1: it when Pinsky got introduced. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. How did you feel about the switch up from Michael to Pinsky?
0: I was a little upset. I I was just like, it was like one of those, um, you know. Of course, back in the nineties, they would do these switcheroos, and we didn't have Google to find out why they were switching our characters. So you just had to live with it. And this is a, one of those classic situations. So I like Michael, and then all of a sudden we get Pinsky Like, all right, let's see, all right, let's see what this guy is all about. I, I honestly didn't really think about why Michael didn't show up. Maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't like the show. At first, maybe he didn't you know want to come back or contract contracts, or maybe he just maybe got a different part for a different show. What do you think?
1: I actually I meant to research this And I didn't Um I don't know What the fuck happened to Michael
0: And I was gonna I, I can't you know remember what? I was gonna ask I'm gonna look I it was up. gonna ask Venus I'm gonna I was look gonna ask Venus happened that to Michael too I gonna And that was one of the questions I, I was gonna ask Venus And I regret that we didn't get to Because that was definitely One of the things I wanted to see Like why, why didn't Michael uh, Come back But I always suspect Is either You know like you said contracts uh, he was only in for one season or maybe they want to go a different direction or maybe he got a different part and he just decided not to come back to the show uh but Pinsky's uh, intro definitely was jarring but he's a cool guy he was another cool rolled with punches kind of guy um especially his first his first uh episode he's got the big old salami <laughs> which, oh uh, yeah
1: the Pinsky for whatever salami reason,
0: Every time I see it, I crave like summer sausage or salami or something like that to eat while I watch the episode. So thanks, Pinsky. Um, and I guess now the actor who played Pinsky—he's like in a you know a band. He was on like Boy a,
1: Meets World. He, was, yeah, one he was
0: one of the lackeys. One of the lackeys that picked on Sean and, and Corey. And uh, I guess he's in a band now, for, um, you know, mildly successful band, but they tour and do stuff like that. So um, yeah, I always enjoyed him, he, and he had—he was scheming. As much as Bobby Budnick was, like he yeah, was that's either, why I
1: didn't like him because he was a little bit redundant.
0: Yeah, because like,
1: oh, hold on, yeah, dang it.
0: Oh, he had that Citizen Pinsky where he did the uh, the newspaper thing, and he did some other stuff where he was like kind of a backstabber a little bit, and he just would apologize and get I got away it. with it. All right, okay, so let's hear. It. Let's Michael hear it.
1: Stein. For me, the reason I didn't stick around for the second season because I had a manager who had gotten me close on getting some pretty decent parts in films. They wanted mm. me to get off that show to try to push that. I got close on some stuff, but when it was a thing, uh, but then there was a thing where I was going to prep school in Hawaii, I was being taken out of school and the school was getting angry because I wasn't there enough, so blah, 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 his manager fucked him over.
0: Oh, man. So See, he, I, I, he
1: was so close to getting parts and then they were pulling him out of school for auditions and then they just, like, he got shut down. Fuck, that damn. sucks. That's not a good enough reason to lose fucking Michael Stein.
0: It's a big what if. Like, yeah. what if he would have come back and, like, maybe he would have, like, you know, developed a little bit better, better acting and gone on to bigger shows after the second season? Salute your shorts and movies and, you know, all that stuff. Now, well, apparently,
1: but... he was in Pleasantville. I don't remember. He yes, was in
0: Pleasantville. I do remember that he was one of just a re- regular student, I think, who who was in the uh, black and white era or whatever, yeah. talking to Tobey Maguire and uh, Reese Witherspoon. Which that movie is awesome too. It That's an underrated, movie. awesome movie.
1: It's a really. I actually hate Tobey Maguire, but I really enjoy that movie.
0: Yeah, I I I have the exact same feelings. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: because we're the same person. What the fuck? Uh, Jesus. All right. So, who would you say is the character? I mean, for me, it's Pinsky, just because I feel like he was a redundant, uh, unoriginal, inauthentic character. But who did you really not care for as a character on the show?
0: This is this is might be where we uh, we might separate okay. at this point. I'm going with Dina. I went with Dina. That's okay. She. You know, You're for me a boy, as a I'm a
1: girl. It makes sense
0: well as a kid like yeah because like okay my examples is the way she treated donkey lips all the time she's always just a huge bitch to donkey lips like I know if you're not interested you can tell a guy to you know you're not interested but the way she would like turn down donkey lips would be a little over the top so I'm like ah, that's kind of mean and as a a younger chubbier kid I was like oh man poor donkey lips and then uh, she was just her elite attitude because she's from New York and so her parents were rich and so she would always look at the situations or or whatever thing they're about to do and be like oh well back Home, we would do this, or we—I wouldn't do anything like this—and just that kind of attitude. I was like, ah oh, man, I want—if I'm going to hang out with somebody, I want somebody who's going to do everything, not you know, constantly find excuses to why not. But like you said, she—she she had her—she had her ways.
1: Here's here's my defensive Dina. Are you ready? I'm ready. She's 13. She's trying so hard to be cool, and she's fucking it up big time. She's going to regret it all later on in life. I did stupid things when I was a kid trying to be cool, like. I'm going to throw this out there. Chuck, if you're listening from first grade, <laughs> I'm sorry. Shout out, Chuck. Shout out, Chuck. He made me this really sweet picture and handed it to me on the playground because he said he liked me, and I fucking threw it down on the ground, and I crumpled it up, and I felt like a fucking jackass for it because I wanted to look cool, and it was a really dickheaded thing to do, and I've regretted it ever since.
0: Dean uh. Alexander,
1: you did the same fucking thing to Donkey Lips. I know what you're going through, trying to pretend to be cool. You're a fucking dick, and you regretted it forever. Chuck, I'm sorry. Hey, so if, that's
0: the, if, I, if that's Dina's story matching up with yours, then I can forgive her because like, I feel like that's what's coming off. That's how I relate what's...
1: to Dina. And she tried so hard to look cool for everybody else, and she came off as a fucking dick. And hopefully, she's like me and she grew to look back and regret that and not just continue to be a fucking dick because if she did, I can't be her friend anymore. But, you know, we make we all make mistakes as kids. We all fucking try to do things, you know, bad peer pressure and, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, that's. That's what happens when you're a kid, and you hopefully grow and learn from it and become a better person for it. So,
0: yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's oh, God, it feels project- good to get
1: that off my chest. I feel felt so, so bad about yeah. that for so
0: long. No, that, I mean, uh, hopefully uh, Chuck is listening at some point now or in the future, and it, and it relieves his mind as well. Hopefully, his sleepless <laughs> nights are ended. And, uh,. But, no, I can definitely agree. I, you know, we've all projected, especially as kids. Cause I definitely did my fair share. Oh, there's girls around. Let's show off and do something yes! cool and Make make myself look cool in front of, in front of them and backfire completely. And so, yeah, so now hearing that, I can forgive Dina for her, her bitchy ways toward uh, Donkey Lips because, yes, I know, you can tell a guy you're not interested, especially if he's coming on as strong as Donkey Lips is. But, yeah, like I said, projection probably was her, her definite downfall.
1: I mean, at 13 or 12 or however old these kids are, none of them are making choices based on their own personal moral compass. No. It's all influenced by their peers and, you know, how they think they're coming off.
0: So yeah. that
1: kind of helps to forgive a lot that we've seen. Like, who, I mean, I kind of, like, felt like some of the ones that were really big exaggerations of a character trait were, like, ZZ Zip and SpongeHarris. I felt like they yeah. were kind of unrelatable They were just really extreme and didn't have any kind of Features that I could Really hold on to or grasp
0: Well just kind of one dimensional It was, easy. It was just like the environmentalist and sponge Was the smart guy that's basically it Yeah he was sarcastic they are both sarcastic To their own degree but that was it They were just known as uh, You know the smart guy and the environmentalist And, and of course tell- they all have their personality Traits but we felt like we got to Know more the other ones a little bit more about them As opposed to and and uh easy.
1: I feel like maybe because the other characters had traits that were a little bit more accessible to most kids, like athletics or, you know, mm-hmm. fashion or trying to be cool or trying to, you know, get one over on the parents. Like, those were all a little bit more accessible to at least my peers as kids. I didn't really know anybody that was trying to call on any radio shows, and I I was actually pissed he didn't know the fucking giraffe's tongue wasn't black right from the start. <laughs>
0: Oh, you knew it, huh? You knew right I knew it. What
1: the <laughs> fuck? I've been I live near a zoo, a very popular zoo in North Carolina, <laughs> and I know what color a giraffe's tongue is.
0: Nice. Yeah, and like you said, I don't I totally agree because, you know, I wasn't into computers as a kid, so like Sponge, she was always messing around with the computer or electronics kind of a thing, and then Zizi was environmental. So like we all like we don't litter, but that's about as far as we went as kids, so we weren't, like, trying to go out and be activists, like, yeah. kind of like how she was. So, yeah, it was a little less relatable, but they were still great characters, just a little less relatable than the other ones.
1: They were definitely more of the support rather than, like, the leads. I feel like the leads mm-hmm. were more of the Telly, Budnick, uh, Michael, Akin, and then Penske. Fuck, fuck yeah, Penske, they would tag
0: along in whatever situation they'd be yeah. on with the other ones. But
1: Donkey Lips is my favorite supporting character. I really like Donkey Lip.
0: He has he has like multiple arcs throughout the show. Like yeah. Kind of like he, he kind of like he takes crap from Budnick, he stands up to Budnick, he he gets rejected by Dina and finally he goes gets a successful date with Dina. So like things like that.
1: And then he was trying to lose weight which you know oh, yes. I love that episode. He's literally busting his butt and it just I don't know.
0: Can Something we talk about that? Because that, that's what I want to talk about in regards to... Yeah, let's like, talk about ...super that. relatable. Uh, so that's one of my favorite episodes is Cheeseburgers in Paradise, when uh, Sponge and Donkey Lips got to make the uh, wait for the wrestling team. Mm-hmm. So, um, And, and on, on top of that, everybody else is scheming to get the cheeseburgers uh, t- since they hate the uh, the lunches. And watching that, it was a great episode, but the one part that really got me is when they're all... Ugg is coming, and they're eating the burgers, and mm-hmm. Dina's like, Donkey Lips, eat it, eat it, eat it. And like, as... Re- normally donkey lips would just be huffing that in but he just worked hard to like start losing his weight and he's like not after all that hard work and as a kid i'm like oh what's he really mean but as an adult who's like you know gone back and forth trying to lose weight put on some weight trying to lose weight you know the struggles of i just worked hard why am i punishing myself by eating this really shitty thing right after i worked out so like seeing that and like seeing his struggle i was like man donkey lips like i feel you on that man
1: yeah i mean i was embarrassed for him at the public weigh-in like i just Mm -hmm. i feel like That guy fucking deserves a break. If anybody, that guy deserves a fucking break. And I really wanted to see him, like, get some kind of reward... The fact that they got to go do, you know, the wrestling tournament, and you assume that he fucking did well because that was his one thing he was good at.
0: He had trophies at home. Yeah. You know, he was good at it. Yeah, no, and it almost made me feel bad, too, because during that show, he always talked, talked about his parents only paid attention to him if he came home with wrestling trophies. So I'm like, oh, man, like, that's, like, his ultimate motivation is just to get attention from his parents, not to win the trophy. He wants to take the trophy home to get attention from his parents. So I was like, that's deep. Oh my God, I feel like I'm
1: gonna cry. It might be because I'm freaking wine, but I feel like <laughs> emotional from this
0: show. Oh yeah, and it's just like it's multiple things like his motivation him like you know making that sacrifice to not eat the burger and like you know his motivation is to you know just get more attention from his parents and things like that and so yeah this is one of those great episodes like as a kid it was it was great but as an adult it's more relatable and even better
1: right i feel like i appreciate this short this show more looking at it from the adult perspective like i feel like there's parts of it where I was a little bit bored, like I felt like it kind of drug on a little bit, because I didn't mm-hmm. have that same, I don't know, kid attention span. I feel like my attention span's worse as an adult than it was as a kid, which is bad. Oh,
0: definitely mine is. Like,
1: what the fuck? Um, but I really fucking love these characters, and I really want to go to this camp. Did you actually, I actually read in the thing in the trivia that Camp Bonawana is a, um, I guess a it's derivative, a par- a or like from Camp I Don't Wanna, like I don't want to go to camp, like I don't wanna.
0: I didn't know that either until I was doing research for the My Your Shorts podcast. I was like, "Oh my god, it's so obvious when you say it." Yeah. <laughs> at this point,
1: <laughs> oh, I love everything about this show. Like,
0: they filmed it on an actual like campground, like an actual camp, you know, you out tell. in California. Yeah, exactly. They definitely should have summer camp for adults. And if they already don't, they should definitely like revamp some of these old summer camps into like adult like for the weekend or for one week. Take your vacation and go fucking crazy for a week.
1: Have you seen? I know you've seen heavyweights, right? Oh, of course. Oh my god! So heavyweights and salute your shorts are like everything that I've wanted to do every summer since I was a little kid.
0: Lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle. <laughs> Deal with it. Oh yeah, <laughs> those, Tony Perkins. Like, those... <laughs> i i another movie i quote multiple and that yeah. one gets more love than uh, that one gets more love than most but yes the tony perkins system is uh um is very quotable uh yeah it the, the camp uh that camp especially since they were like had were comp- competing with other camps they had that event at the end it just made me want to go to a camp even more and then i think i finally did go to a camp uh somewhat of a one similar to it but i uh, didn't live up to the hype Thanks to Nickelodeon and uh, right? and heavyweights. Didn't live up.
1: Fucking Tony Perkis. He's like, you guys are all going to be skinny winners. Did he just say skinny wieners? I fucking, <laughs> I can't <laughs> handle this movie. So I actually, I, if anybody's interested, um, I was a guest on Via VHS and we did a retrospective on heavyweights and we actually, Derek and Beams and I ended up singing the entire camp on Awana theme song in that movie <laughs> or in that fucking podcast. <laughs> Like, uh, they're just, they're so closely knit and tied together in my memories of my childhood that it just makes me want to fucking do this. Like, I want to go to fucking summer camp. If somebody could what? make this happen as an adult, I would really, I would love
0: it one of the best scenes in the movie and there's another one that you appreciate as an adult more is jerry stiller at the uh, when he's telling them they're they file for bankruptcy and he comes back he's like don't let anyone ever sign your checks i was like what the <laughs> hell do you mean by that and now as an adult you're like oh don't fucking trust your accountant <laughs> so it was one of those as a kid it went over my head but now it's like oh that's even fucking funnier <laughs> that, is, like, that a movie was actually check.
1: filmed like an hour and a half away from where i live
0: oh my god for real for real do you ever, you ever, like, a uh, visit the camp or anything like that? No,
1: but I'm going to.
0: It's got to be a destination.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm so ready. Uh, what, we already talked about one of your favorite episodes. What are some of your other favorite episodes that you really enjoyed?
0: Um, the other ones that I enjoyed was the uh, the clinic, the one where Budnick and Michael fake being sick during the uh, uh, the beach trip, and they get oh. stuck at the, uh, the nurse's office for the day.
1: Can we talk about, about what a fucking pedophile that cop was, by the way?
0: Oh, the fuck! What the fuck?
1: What the fuck? <laughs> Especially in this whole, like, Harvey Weinstein era that we're in right now. Like, what the fuck is that 30-something cop doing with this 13-year-old girl and she's calling him Tom? Like, that's fucking creepy.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's definitely, even as a kid, I'm like, this seems odd, I don't know about this, but yeah, no, the, the whole the whole episode's awesome, I, I enjoyed the episode mainly because um, it was one of those episodes where you had two opposite people, like Michael and Budnick, who kind of hated each other, or at least butted heads, and once you take away like all outside distractions like tv other people now with like if we did, took away our phones and shit and we just sat in a room with one other person you'd get to know them and you would actually get to find out you guys maybe had more in common than you thought you would actually become friends or you just you know just get to know somebody in general better than sitting in a room with it, bo- both holding your phones or watching a tv so that was one of those as a kid i realized i was like oh like because my friends and I are always either interacting like watching TV, watching a movie, playing something. We never really sat down like talked. You know, yeah. as, as a kid, you never thought about doing that with your friends. You know, I thought, oh, I already know my friend because I see them every day. No, you don't. You need to talk to your friend and you know find out things about him, Which you know in this episode is basically what they showed. You, once you sit down, you could get to know somebody and actually become friends with somebody you may not th- think you you would have,
1: dude. Bobby Butnick, and we're taking it back to fucking Terminator yet again, because he was in the fucking, first, was it the first Terminator or the second Terminator movie? Uh,
0: the second one. It's the second he was one. His, he was Sean Connery's friend. This is
1: all T-2000, like, all, or T-1000 all day. It's all T-2.
0: Alex Mack's bringing it back.
1: God damn it. So Bobby Butnick, if you don't know, was Eddie Furlong's friend in the beginning of the second Terminator movie, and they're, like, riding around in the motorcycles and fucking causing all kinds of mayhem. He's just basically Bobby Butnick. I don't know if he's done anything else in his life, But this dude with the red mullet will always be a troublemaker, in my opinion. And I love that. He
0: was in one episode of Wild and Crazy Kids. I remember that. (laughs) That one episode.
1: He's a fucking staple, is he not? Oh, yeah. I That mullet.
0: That mullet will uh, live in infamy for years.
1: And he always had his guitar or whatever, because I was just watching an episode uh, before we started tonight. Where Dina is like, it's called Dina the Rock Star, and she's trying to get oh, this Jamie yeah, yeah. guy or whatever to come in and play for the camp. And Butten like, well, I got to practice my guitar for uh, for whenever this guy doesn't show. And he's like, got his fucking guitar and he's banging his head out. I'm like, this guy is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I want to hang out with this dude. Like, he's awesome. But he's
0: oh really yeah, definitely. Not.
1: He's really not that cool.
0: Yeah. At this point, I think he was he's more of a cliche back in the day. The uh, the guy who thought it was cooler than he was kind of yeah. situation. <laughs> so. Bobby Budnick fell to to victim to his own ways. Um, My other, my last uh, episode, favorite episode, was the uh, Sponge's Night Out. Uh, This is the one where Sponge and Pinsky get blamed for, like, doing, like, some long-distance calls or whatever. So, Pinsky invites Sponge on a date. Uh, He has a date with two other, he has, he's going out with two girls, so he invites Sponge to go to the movies with them. And everybody else sneaks out to see how this date goes, but they end up finding out that Ugg, is at the same theater on a date as well. So it's one of those, it took place outside of camp. So it took you off, off grounds and you got to see what it would have been like everyone interacting outside of the camp. And it was nice because, like, they used the lobby and the movie theater, like, pretty well. Like, as they were, like, everyone's going in circles. As one person's coming out, one person's going inside to hide somewhere. There's, like, a couch in the middle of the lobby. So, everyone's, like, as Ugg is, like, walking around. They're all hiding on the opposite side type of thing. So, just one of those I enjoyed watching because I, of course, loved movies. Watching and going to movies and um, and just seeing that unfold, like, outside of camp, I guess, was just one of the maybe one of the first or few episodes where they're not they they don't 100 percent on camp the whole time
1: yeah i really like the zeke the plumber episode i feel like i fa- I don't know for some reason when i was thinking about it i thought zeke the plumber was in more episodes or talked about more than just the one episode but it, it was just, the it's third just such episode. a famous
0: episode it's such a famous episode yeah
1: it's so good and i really really enjoyed i just watched it earlier today was the um the opposite day or the opposite weekend camp episode uh, with
0: Bobby as the counselor, where
1: Bobby's the counselor, and all the boys are dressing up in dresses. And fucking Donkey Lips is in the damn um Chiquita banana costume. Like, where oh, that's
0: the... right. <laughs> Did he eat a banana or something? Off the yeah. <laughs>
1: um, Another one I really liked was the one where oh, god, this is such a funny one. Um, where there's oh, the lost treasure of um Sarah Madre, the, yeah. the camp dance counselor and they Mm -hmm. Budnick like hid these instructions like apparently she used to hide her pay and like bury it out in the fucking campground somewhere and so Bobby makes up these crazy fucking instructions like six rumbas to the left and then eight (laughs) cha-chas
0: bodacious cha-chas
1: and it shows all these montages of them all dancing through camp they're all
0: just in the darkness is doing stuff sideways yes it was
1: it's so I it. funny. I love that episode. And then they, so Budnick basically like burns all of them by making these fake instructions, gets all their boom boxes in exchange for the directions to the treasure. They realize that he's got them digging on a dump site. They end up finding this like hat in the costume shop that looks like Sarah Madre's cap and mm-hmm. make Budnick think that they've actually found where the treasure could be. And then they end up burning him. And the entire episode, Ugg's like trying to fucking trim the grass. He's got his ruler out in the plane. Oh, field. that's right. They he's try- on the field. <laughs> yeah. And they're yeah. all jumping over him at all points. And he's like, stay singing. off the grass. <laughs> Anytime that Ugg is, like, kind of featured prominently, I really enjoy. So, like, the opposite day where he's being a camper and he's, like, pulling all these pranks. Um,
0: oh, yeah, he lets loose for sure.
1: God damn it. He's just so funny. I love Kevin Lee slash Ugly. I love him and so I- much.
0: And I didn't even know that his name wasn't even Ugg. They just called him Ugg to match his last name, Lee. Uh, Ugg, <laughs> yes. Lee. His name was Kevin. They're like, Ugg, Lee. Ugg, Lee. I'm like, oh, man, this sucks.
1: They're so mean. These kids are so vicious. <laughs> God damn these kids. Oh, I love them. All right. Is there any episode that you felt like you kind of trudged through or didn't like?
0: Um, It was the two-part Dina and Bobby yeah. thing when they they got together i felt that one kind of dragged on i was like does this need to be two episodes this no. could be knocked out this could be knocked down a half episodes um yeah i felt like that one drug on because it was just kind of back and forth and it was all watching bobby be all mushy and stuff was weird yeah. so it's like all right i don't know if i like this because bobby's like you know he's the antagonist he's always the one like starting shit so it's just like why don't we just have him do that? And I think, was that with Pinsky? I don't know if it was Pinsky it was or Michael. Pinsky. It was Pinsky. Okay, so I Okay, so I can't remember what else happened in the episode If anybody has some side plots, but I just remember that being the main one and just kind of being a little boring for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Because for most of them, it was, you know, everything is contained in one episode, and it was... Mm-hmm. As much as it felt like a kind of drug on, because each of these episodes was 24 minutes instead of the usual 22 that we have now in each, yeah. you know, half-hour series. But... That one, that one fucking sucked. <laughs> I totally agree. But these kids fucking antics. I, I really relate to them. Um, oh, yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into Mary Bang Kill?
0: Um, some maybe running gags?
1: Oh, yeah. Running gags. What did you enjoy or what did you kind of notice that were running gags?
0: Oh, man. I After watching a few episodes, I didn't realize how often they used, you're going to be roasted,
1: Toasted, toasted and burnt and to, a crisp.
0: to a crisp. i like, "Oh man, this is like almost in every episode, but I love it. They uh they rock it out. So I that that's in more than a fair share of uh, of episodes.
1: You know what's not in enough episodes is the fucking awful waffle.
0: I was going to say I put that in there, but I was like, it was only in one episode, I feel yeah. like, right? When they they framed that one kid for stealing Telly stuff or something like that. So and then it was the, such a, and that made it that one episode, the awful waffle was like still famous.
1: Oh, it's it is beyond famous. Um <laughs> Something that's really funny to me that I never realized where I got it from. So, in the episode where Telly is doing the tennis match and she goes to Budnick to get, like, the higher quality racket, they -hmm. do, like, the double pinky thumb kiss thing. Do you remember this? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Okay, so apparently, I had no idea where I'd gotten this from. I've done this, like, pinky fucking promise thumb kiss thing for 20 years and had no idea where I got it from. And then I watched this episode, like, a month ago. I was like, oh, my God, this is where the fuck I got this from? What is... <laughs> so I've been doing this for years and years. Like, little kids are like, all right, double pinky promise, kiss your thumb. And I had no fucking clue that I had stolen it from this show.
0: Hey, starting trends. They didn't know. I you're, mean, the, you're the trendsetter.
1: It makes me so happy that this has, you know, inadvertently influenced my life for so long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, I noticed also, since there's only really two seasons in both the season premieres of each season, they ran up somebody's shorts up the flagpole, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Um, so you got to salute your shorts, which is oh, where yeah. the name comes from. Um, let me think.
0: I had one. I saw that they, they did, um, Dr. Khan's announcements. Always fun to listen oh, to. Yes. <laughs> I always enjoyed it. I guess, uh, from behind the scenes, the guy, I, I think it was the writer or creator is doing the announcements. And, uh, basically just sat in a weekend and would just rifle off like, you know, hundreds of announcements that they would just use and just throw on randomly. Just have that back, that one scene of the, of the, uh, the building and then have Dr. Khan making his announcements. So I always, I always enjoyed Dr. Khan's announcements. They always had like a backhanded kind of comment back to, oh, yeah. to them. I feel like.
1: What was funny is that I posted on Facebook, the site where I watched all of these episodes. It has the full episodes on them for free, but it also like when it was running the end credits would have, whatever the nickelodeon kind of um promos were and so Mm -hmm. it would be like stay tuned for this tonight and it would be like guts or stick stickly talking or face talking it made me fucking flashback so hard like it really was like a fucking trip into delorean it was oh yeah
0: that's awesome yeah i love it those little bumpers they have at the end for the next show
1: oh it was so good i don't know what is wrong with me but i really want to go back and be like this age again because in 91, I want to say I was eight years old. Damn. Yeah. I was a, I was a young little nugget. I loved it so much, though.
0: Yeah, I was, I was first grade in 91. I can't remember who else. Uh, yeah. What year like you
1: were you born? 84. So, I, yeah.
0: was 80,
1: I was December 83, so we're right on the same it, fucking.
0: Yeah, right on the same cusp right there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's just why our lives are basically identical.
1: God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Um,
0: I Another one, the last one I had, the running gag, was they use pound a lot. I'm going to pound you. I can't wait to pound him. I'm like, as, as a kid, you're like, oh, that's I means he's going to beat the shit out of him. But as an adult, you're like, I'm going to pound you. It's like, oh, man, they're going to get after it. So like, <laughs> hear, Hearing kids is constantly say, I'm going to pound you. You're like, oh, God. This has got double meanings now.
1: <laughs> double entendre.
0: hmm
1: Yeah, this show... Really fucking holds up, in my opinion. Like, not a lot of shows from my youth do. Like, Home Improvement, I started watching because they added it to Hulu with all the TGIF stuff. That show's fucking held up. Like, the premiere, or the, I guess the series premiere of that show is really probably the most iconic episode of that show that I've ever watched. But this whole entire series really fucking, uh, it stays true the whole time for me.
0: Yeah, it definitely holds... Definitely holds up. Um, but the last thing, I, I, I know, before we get to Mary Bane Kill, I want to do the, um, what would we do differently? Yes. Maybe we'll add to the show. Sorry, I'm not trying to host your show. I'm no, host my it. show. If, I don't know if you're going to bring that up. Host my out. show.
1: I love it. <laughs> you took better uh, notes no, so than I did. I want to hear what you have to say.
0: No, I only brought it up because I I really think this is, if they ever did, they should have done this, was, like, I feel like they should have, like, in heavyweights, they should have had a rival camp, like, so they could, like, have more episodes of them going to that camp to, like, a dance or an event of some sort or competition of some sort may have a little more variety in the episodes. And I think they should have had dedicated one episode to... Um, showing each camper's lives outside of camp, like their home life, like what, what their parents were like, what their school was like, like kind of like a one a one day in the life of like of Telly, a day in the life of Donkey Lips back home, and see kind of get more relatable what their lives at home were like.
1: I feel you on that. The only thing I would have done differently, I feel like when they transitioned from the first season to the second season, it wasn't very clear that it was a new summer. I feel like it was kind of. You had to really listen to be like, oh, last year we did this, last year we did that, mm-hmm. but it really didn't seem like it. W- it kind of felt like it was just one long summer, and so I really wish they would have kind of maybe done the leaving camp and then coming back to camp and like reuniting type of thing. That would yeah, have been a little so bit closure. Yeah, I feel like you yeah. just kept running and stretching, and it would have been nice to kind of know have a little bit more clear definition.
0: Yeah, because I, I mean, I always thought it was weird that they like hated the camp when they first got there. Like you just tell everybody like hated being there. It's like, well, if you hated there, why you would think they'd be talking about? Oh, my friend back home, and I can't wait to see my 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 dog or my sister. Like no mention of like friends or family yeah. ever, hardly. It and very so it's very isolated. Like, Yeah, so I felt like maybe they could try to incorporate, you know, one episode to, like, show, like, oh, this person, maybe not each person, but, like, one episode showing a little segment of, like, kind of, like, a a couple minutes of what it was like for them to be back home and kind of see, okay, well, like, because I feel like kids could be more relatable if they see what their home life was like. Like, oh, they're like, this is the camp and, like, my life at home, too. This is great kind of a situation.
1: I also wish they would have done a little bit more with, uh, like, we talked about Sponge and Easy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind like, of left them on the back burner.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you if you think about it, if you include Ugg, you've got eight, you know, characters that you're really focusing on. Zeez and Sponge kind of taking a back seat makes it six that you're focusing on, which is still a lot for a you know half hour show. But mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been nice to kind of if you're gonna have eight features, really make them all complete characters.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, Definitely, like, ZZ, like, her one episode was, like, of course, her av- environmental show, like, episode. She did something, like, tried an event of some sort. I can't remember what that one they was were for. Try,
1: she was trying to encourage them all to clean up the camp in order to... Earn money to all go to the water slide. Hello. That's
0: right. The water slide. So that's the water right. Water that's slide. right.
1: And they all end up like purchasing a maple tree instead of going to the water slide.
0: <laughs> Which is, you know, a good, a good, uh, a um, good lesson. Good. Yeah. Good lesson for sure. Uh, but like I said, it's kind of one dimensional with what they could do with Dina and Sponge kind of situation.
1: Yeah. I feel like, I mean, honestly, Dina was a very one dimensional character as well. So really you won't. And God damn it. They all really had their main, like, uh, plot points or, you know, character traits that they really focused on. But like you said, about half of them, they really kind of developed a little bit further.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. But, I mean, with 26 episodes, what the fuck are you going to do?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I need this, I need this show brought back.
0: It needs to happen. I, I bought the show on Amazon a couple years ago and they jipped me. They only gave me like six episodes per season. And I was like, uh, there's about double this for each one. So Yeah. Alright, so you ba- can just
1: follow the link that I put on Facebook. It's got I'm all six episodes, and then it's got like the little end credits like I was telling you about that kind of like, Are you afraid of the dark? We'll listen to this tonight. Da 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 da. It's amazing.
0: It's happening.
1: Oh, it's so good. I love it. All right, Carlos. Who are you gonna marry? Who are you going to bang? Who are you going to kill?
0: All right. Like we talked about earlier, this was tough. I know. Narrow narrow down. It kind of, I felt like, I actually felt like I was like, I felt guilty. So here here we go. We're going to go, we're going to marry. I'm going to marry Telly. Like I said, I think we both. Can relate on multiple levels. I'm not as into sports as I once was, but enough that I feel like if she was still uh, into sports, we could definitely uh, have that and have that as our, our, our go-to, our, uh, our our thing bring us together. And then to bang, I'm going to go with Dina. I knew it. I fucking knew it. As a boy, yes, you can hate her personality, but you can't face the fact that she thinks she's attractive. So you're have just be- like, well, if you love hate. Yes.
1: Have you Googled her? for what she looks like today she's fucking ha- hot as shit
0: i have seen some re- recent pictures so yeah so i it would be a love hate relationship i think but it, but it'd be heated under the sheets probably so <laughs> we'll we'll bang, we'll bang dina and then to kill i'm sorry but we got to go with ZZ. because <gasps> as as much as she means well with her environmentalist. I feel like if she grew up, she'd be that one, those activists outside of your grocery store berating you to sign up for something. So I just, I, I would have to kill her at that point.
1: I feel like she and Jesse Spano have a lot in common.
0: Oh yeah. Oh man, Jesse Spano. <laughs> yes. if, if we saw, what if we saw ZZ Top and Showgirls? That'd be crazy.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: That would be intense.
1: I can't. I can't handle that.
0: <laughs> God damn it. But yes, they would be a, a, quite the duo.
1: They would be way too much. I couldn't handle it. Alright. I am going to marry Michael Stein. Because mm, why course. wouldn't you? Of course. Why? He's the most normal. He's the most relatable. Like, I could I could live with this dude. Um Oh, fuck me. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's that's what you're gonna be doing. Yeah, I gotta figure who is out is who I'm
1: going and bang. Damn it. Um I guess? Oh, man. Am I going to go with adult me or child me? Adult me is going to bang Kevin Lee and and child me is going to bang Bobby Budnick.
0: That's that's a solid slash. I'll take Ugg and Budnick.
1: And then I'm going to kill Pinsky because I just feel like he was unnecessary. Yeah. I didn't like him. I felt like he was a really shitty replacement and I felt like he was just unsatisfactory
0: yeah just mostly filler nothing too crazy so yeah. yeah i agree i agree so oh
1: man i can't believe i'm banging ug and but i know
0: let's say what would what would young actually be like you're like oh i'm gonna be banging ug i want to bang ug <laughs> when i get older <laughs> legitimately this is gonna be awesome or Budnick even too to that to that fact
1: i regret both of those choices but i stand by them
0: hey no judgment here
1: God damn it! No, I kind I, of I, wanted to say I, said I would I, bang Dina, but um, I I would rather go with a dude over a chick any day. So that's just my personal preference.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I picked Dina, and she was the one I thought was the most annoying, and she's the one I'm gonna be banging. So I, I mean, you, I, you don't have, no have to, talk to, to talk to them if
1: you're just banging them, right? That's true. Just yeah. friends with
0: benefits type of situation. Just put a over All day.
1: Their face. It's fine. All day. Oh my God, <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> Tell, tell everybody again where they can find your podcast and be full-on nostalgia bonerific like you and I both are.
0: Oh, man. Well, uh, you can definitely find me hosting the Be Kind of Rewind podcast, uh, talking about 80s and 90s stuff uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, YouTube, and the Poop Culture Network podcast. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram at the Be Kind of Rewind pod. Uh, every Thursday, nostalgic uh, throwback uh Episodes come out, so make sure you check those out next week. If everything turns out right, we're going to have our boy Colt from uh, Three Ninjas, so stay tuned for that.
1: God, I'm so excited. All right, so by the time this episode airs, that episode will already be out, and if you haven't oh, yes, listened that's to it right. as much as I have, you're fucking crazy, because Rocky loves Emily and fucking <clears throat> choked on a jelly bean. I love that fucking movie. Also, that, that jelly bean choking is foreshadowing in that movie. It's
0: that and fucking I, I foreshadowing. Wonder at the end for sure and i always wonder if that was like ad-libbed or like he really choked in while they're filming that scene because it seems so natural so so yes if you are listening to this in the future and we are we are the past you uh, it comes out on the 7th of december
1: oh my god i'm gonna plug the shit out of that and i cannot wait to listen to it also if you'll slide coat my uh my information that would yeah, make me yeah. really happy
0: but like, hey, you got some more fans who want to talk to you, so oh my
1: God. I heart that movie. Wes, <laughs> he shit all over that movie, and I defended it to my dying day because it's a combination of TMNT and Home Alone, and those are two of my favorite fucking movies.
0: It's it's Corp agreed to its finest, but I I loved it, and I still do, so we'll oh my take God. it.
1: I love it. Light up the eyes, boys! <laughs> all right oh, grandpa. <laughs> God damn it, I love that movie. All right. You guys can find Rabbit Ears everywhere that you found this podcast to listen to, so don't be stupid. Just keep doing that. Um, Leave either myself or Carlos an Apple iTunes podcast review, and we will appreciate it. And stay tuned for more episodes of Rabbit Ears coming at you soon. Deuces.
0: Later. This was a podcast from the PodFix Network.